0: This is Joy Coleman, Chair of the Lawrence Historic Resources Commission, and it's just after 6 on the third Thursday of the month, so I call to order the September 21st HRC meeting. Avery, you want to give preliminary meeting information?
1: Yes, thank you. Good evening, and welcome to the September 21st Historic Resources Commission meeting. My name is Avery Kerner, and with me is Lynn Braddock Zollner, the Historic Resources Administrator. Together, we will work alongside the chair to facilitate the meeting proceedings tonight. Before we begin, I have just a few reminders to share with everyone. Tonight's meeting is being recorded and broadcast on the city's YouTube channel and cable channel 25. For those who are attending the meeting virtually, please remember to mute yourself when you are not actively speaking to help minimize distractions. When the chair calls for public comment on an item, anyone attending in-person podium to speak, If you are attending the meeting virtually and would like to provide public comment on an item, please use the raise your hand feature to be called upon. We also ask that everyone state their name before they speak to ensure that everyone is able to follow along. Now I'll turn the meeting back over to the chair. Thank you. you. Avery
0: will take a roll call of the commission. Commissioner Haynes.
2: Commissioner Haynes present.
0: Commissioner Johnson. Uh, Commissioner Johnson present. Commissioner Ezell, I believe he's absent. Commissioner Klein. Commissioner Klein, present. Commissioner Hawley, I believe he's absent as well. Commissioner Meyer. Present. And Commissioner Coleman, Chair Coleman is present. So uh, communications have we received communications from other commissions, State Historic Preservation Officer, or General Public?
3: You did receive two communications there for items number two and number three on your agenda and were included in the packet update that was posted yesterday. Thank you.
0: And commissioners, do you have any ex parte communications to disclose? No, hearing none. Um, Any declarations of abstentions for specific agenda items? Hmm. No, I hear none. Do we have any committee reports?
3: We have no committee reports this evening.
0: Excellent. We'll move on to item B, consent agenda. The uh, meeting minutes from the August 17th meeting do i hear a motion to approve those minutes
4: yes commissioner klein moves approval in a second Uh, commissioner johnson second
0: all right we'll take a, a vote um commissioner johnson uh aye commissioner klein commissioner klein aye commissioner meyer Commissioner Meyer, aye
2: Commissioner Haynes Commissioner Haynes
0: aye and Chair Coleman is an aye we have um, five ayes and two two commissioners absent so we'll move on to administrative approvals Have a list of um, administrative approvals. We can do a consent agenda vote on that. Do I hear a motion? Commissioner Klein moves
5: approval of the um, administrative uh, design review applications. Um, Commissioner
6: Meyer seconds. Oh, sorry. You weren't finished, Commissioner. Okay.
5: <laughs> no, I'm just looking for language if I needed to add more words. That's fine, it's fine. Okay, we're good.
0: Great, thank you. I hear um, a motion by Commissioner Klein and a second by Commissioner Meyer. Um, We'll take a roll call vote. Commissioner Johnson? Commissioner Johnson, yes. Commissioner Haynes?
2: Commissioner Haynes, aye.
0: Commissioner Klein? Commissioner Klein, yes. Commissioner Meyer?
6: Commissioner Meyer, aye.
0: And Chair Coleman is an aye. Commissioner Holly just walked in. Apologies. A con- consent agenda.
7: Aye. Commissioner aye. Holly, aye. I read it. Mm-hmm.
0: So motion passes. Uh, six ayes and one zero, one uh, absent. At this time, we'll hear public comment on any items that are not on the agenda if anyone should have those. Nope, okay. Nothing online? It doesn't look like there's any public general public comment online. Okay, we'll move on to item D, public hearing items. Item number DR2200014.
3: So this is the new construction for the 1000 block of New Hampshire Street Um, this was originally at the Historic Resources Commission in February of 2022 at that time it was sent to the architectural review committee and they met in March of 2022 and then it came back to the full commission for a vote in April 28th of 2022 and was approved Um, Since that time, the applicant has had some changes in the overall footprint of the building and some building materials and design elements of the storefront. They were more than staff was comfortable approving administratively. So we're bringing it back to the commission to look at those um, changes to make sure they are um, appropriate for the project. This is the property location outlined here in the aqua color. This is the Old English Lutheran Church here just to the south of it, the courthouse to the southwest, and the Parnham House over here at um, 1028 Rhode Island Street. On the top of the screen is what was approved by the Historic Resources Commission in April of 2022. And on the bottom is what's proposed now. The main difference in the elevations is the applicant originally had a stone cornice above the storefront windows. Um, due to cost um, of the detail, they're asking to replace that with either fiberglass cornice or ephes cornice. Um, The rendering doesn't show but they have also changed the ground floor to be it was all commercial and now they want to have some work live space and some strictly residential so the door front the doors to the storefront will be more than what's shown even on this rendering most of um, each section of the building will have a storefront door but the storefront glazing will stay the same. This is the east, sorry, I was getting ahead of myself. This is the east elevation. The top is what was approved by the Historic Resources Commission and the bottom is the revised. It's a little bit difficult to tell in these um, renderings, but the main change is that instead of having the brick and fiber cement board panels, the rear elevation would all be lap siding. The elevation uh, shown in the drawing would have different colors of lap siding to try to break up that mass. It would also have a cornice and the applicant is proposing an EFIS cornice for this elevation. This is showing the north elevation. Um, There's not much change here. I'll let the architect speak to any changes that they may have. Again, just main change to the cornice. And then this is that south elevation again with the changes to the cornice. So the um, architect is on the Zoom call and I would let him explain to you further what the changes are and why they're making the changes. Um, Staff did review the changes and finds them acceptable except for the fiberglass cornice. Fiberglass would be okay, but EFAS would not be recommended due to the visual qualities and durability of the um, product. So with that, I'd be happy to stand for any questions you may have.
0: Thank you, Lynn. I'd like to hear from the uh, applicant's representative, the architect, if possible.
8: Yeah, hi. This is Jason Dalton, the architect. I I think Lynn did a really good job of explaining uh, the changes. And just in general, um, they're coming about because of cost. Um, So we're trying to control costs on the building. And the stone cornice was one of the the big items that was kind of an easy target for the general contractor to reduce some cost, Uh, as well as that entire east facade changing to lap siding. we're able to find a pretty significant savings there as well. Um, And then, as one mentioned, on the north and the south, uh, there really aren't any changes there except for the cornice piece. Uh, So that's that's really all I have. If you have any questions, I'll, I'll be glad to answer any.
0: Thank you.
5: This is Commissioner Klein. Just for the sake of jarring my memory, um, could you remind us um, how many apartments there are for which, like I can't remember how many were one room, two room, and and three bedroom for families? And and how many are um, affordable housing?
3: They're all affordable housing and I do not have the bedroom count.
8: This is Jason. I can answer that. Um, the, we're looking at 57 dwelling units total. Uh, the first floor is eight LibWorks. There are seven studios, 36 one bedroom units, and six two bedroom units.
5: Thank you. Mm-hmm.
3: And Jason, I'm correct in that they're all affordable. Is that correct?
8: The live work, I do not believe that is affordable. Okay, thank you. So the second through the fourth
7: floor. Lynn? Yes. Question is, I'll just first a comment. I think overall the updates seem very compatible and in line with what the ARC previously talked about. But my my biggest concern actually isn't the materials, although I'm with you, EFs doesn't seem appropriate, but if they did fiberglass aesthetically, it all seems in keeping with the guidelines and the review. But is live work a defined term in um, city code currently?
3: It's work live and it is defined in
7: the city code. Okay.
8: So,
0: uh, Jason, and I have a question, the drawings say eaves, cornice, or architectural fiberglass. Are Is there one or the other you're leaning towards, or are they both within cost and you're looking for feedback?
8: Yes, uh, so the is uh, less expensive, so that would be more cost savings for the client. Um, it's my understanding that uh, that would not be uh, favorable from the HRC on the west, north, and south, but potentially on the east side, the alley side. Um, and so, I, I think we'd probably be pretty happy with uh, just uh, going to architectural fiberglass on the north, south, and east. Or sorry, north, uh, west, and south.
4: Well, this is Commissioner Johnson. So what's on the east?
8: The original was a stone cornice all the way around. Yeah. And the new proposal is to switch, when we go to the lap siding, uh, switch to an EFIS where there is lap siding. Um, am I, will I be able to share my screen or are there Can you guys pull up the um, the PDFs that were part of that agenda?
1: You should be able to share your screen if that's um, if that
8: works. Right. That show up. Yes. So on the east elevation, uh, we would be looking at. Uh, Let's see if we can go online here, splitting. Um, We would have to work out some details. I don't have exactly how we would do this, but from this green line over, and then if we went, all
9: the
8: way over to that opposite end, kind of same situation. We would do that right through here. And then so on the in, uh, south elevation, the north elevation, those would be the architectural fiberglass. And then that west along New Hampshire Street would be that architectural fiberglass, which that uh, they're able to texture, texture that so it will essentially have a stone it's just a lighter material, doesn't require as much structure, and it's just a little less expensive than in itself, material-wise. Well,
4: and I'm sorry. This is Commissioner Johnson. I couldn't really understand uh, what you're being, what you're saying, because the the sound quality isn't real good. Yeah. Um, on, I'm. I'm just wondering about the east elevation, is the cornice fiberglass, or is that Eves? Or does my question make any sense?
0: Well, he's still sharing his screen. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, my experience with with architectural fiberglass is you can get, uh, you can design it or, or procure it so it looks a lot like cast stone, which looks very much like stone. Mm-hmm. And uh, initially, I think the EFs or the EFIS system would also look like stone, but then it takes on a lot of weathering in a different way than stone does. So very quickly, it uh, well, it's not as durable, so it looks, it looks dirtier and um, different mm-hmm. very quickly. But. Mm-hmm. I think all in all, the, the project looks like a great infill of an open parking lot with some needed housing downtown, I'm supportive of the project. And I think that detail is the only one we're really focused on right now. Um, does anyone have any other thoughts about about this? I wasn't on the commission when it went through the first time, so love to hear some yeah. thoughts about
7: that. It's, mm-hmm. It was when, uh, at the time, it was myself and um, Stan hernley And you know, we worked with the client to Adjust the mass in relationship to the church in a way that was just fit in with the block um, in a stepped manner, and the overall massing I think is pretty true to what was discussed. It's just just some material tweaks that I think seem compatible.
5: Um, I'm trying to remember how many feet exist between the church and the South side of the building. Um, Is that called a courtyard or is the courtyard referenced in the back? I couldn't remember.
0: There's an open lawn or. um, Oh, there is a page on here.
5: Yeah, I was looking for it. 36. 36?
4: 26. 26,
5: okay, thank you.
0: That gives a dimension. Yeah, I think that's a nice respectful distance, 55 feet from the church. And then 31 feet from the property
3: of the building to the south. Chair Coleman, that is um, the 55 feet is what was proposed earlier. There's a larger green space to the south now, or courtyard space. Um, The size, the footprint of the building did change slightly to get smaller. So the court yeah, or the
0: open space is larger. That's correct. Oh, mm-hmm. I see it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Any additional question or discussion?
4: Or- well, and this is uh, Commissioner Johnson. I'm just trying to f- figure out. Would uh, it sounds like that? that staff is looking for that the cornice be fiberglass and and not the EFS system, if I'm saying that correctly. Um, would we need to make a motion to include that in the motion? And is it Im- important to get the fiberglass on the east side as well? It, it seems like if EFS doesn't wear well, you wouldn't want one side of the building to wear worse than the rest. So that has me a little concerned that what's being shown is that it's the EFS that's on the east oh, side.
0: I, yeah, and I, I think I might have confused the situation. Okay. The, I, the um, comparison from the stone and the brick masonry on the west side to the, the cornice um, I think is of concern on the west side but on the east side we're talking about lap siding mm-hmm. and materials that weather in a different way than masonry okay so I don't know that it's as big of a, a concern there
4: ah okay
0: but we should probably take public comment
4: mm-hmm.
0: if there is any before anyone makes a motion.
1: And we're not seeing any. Doesn't look like there's any comment via Zoom. Okay. So
0: would anyone like to make a motion, or is there additional items to discuss? Uh,
7: I would move to approve the design changes, materials, and submitted drawings um, for DRT DR two two dash zero 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 one four, including the provision of being fiberglass, not.
6: Mr. Commissioner Meyer, I'll second that. Sorry, did you you finish?
0: Thank you, Commissioner Meyer. Thank you. We have a a motion by Commissioner Hawley and a second by Commissioner Meyer. We'll take a roll call vote. Uh, Commissioner Hawley? Aye. Commissioner Johnson? Commissioner Johnson, aye. Commissioner Haynes?
2: Commissioner Haynes, aye.
0: Commissioner Klein. Commissioner Klein, aye. Commissioner Meyer.
6: Commissioner Meyer, aye.
0: Chair Coleman is an aye.
3: We have six ayes and one absent. Chair Coleman, could you clarify in the motion, did that include fiberglass cornice on the east elevation as well, or EFAS on the east elevation?
0: It included? Um, architectural fiberglass on the west elevation. And north and south, but not east. Oh, yes, thank you.
4: East is okay to be Eaves. Because it faces, is it, Rhode Island? Well, and there's a different, the parking lot. it's a different facade material on the east side. Mm-hmm. Was that your motion, Commissioner Holland? Was that your
7: motion, or no? That was my motion. Okay. (laughs) But there's no, I would say there's, just as a comment, there's nothing wrong with fiberglass on that side. Well,
4: yeah, yeah, I, I would be fine with that as well, but it sounded like the applicant would like to do EFS on the other east side. So, it's just making sure of what's allowed.
0: Okay, we'll move on to uh, public hearing item number two, DR 2300273.
3: So this is DR 23-00273. It's for 521 Tennessee Street. It's a solar installation. It is a state law review and a certificate of appropriateness review. The property is a contributing structure to the Pinckney One Historic District, which is listed in the National Register of Historic Places. And it is also located in the environs of the Griffith House, located at 511 Ohio Street. This is showing the property location here outlined in the light blue teal color. The um, red color that you see is the National Register Historic District and then the blue is the locally listed property. This is the main elevation of the subject property. This is showing the proposed layout of the solar um, panels. There, Most of them are on the rear but there are some on that south elevation that's the primary roof of the structure this was what the um, what could be approved administratively and the applicant wanted to get all um, six of those solar panels on that elevation because really financially and um, there's not enough payback to remove those from the program so having those four panels was really important to the project this again is that primary elevation and the solar panels would be on the roof here you'll notice there's a lot of tree cover mature trees in the area this is from the public right-of-way looking at that south roof line a little bit further down the street from the public right-of-way and you can see that it wouldn't be visible due to the mature trees and then that's further down the street so when staff is reviewing um, solar installation for properties listed in the in the National Register of Historic Places the National Park Service Secretary of the Interior has standards and guidelines for sustainability the guidelines for solar include that the solar installation should be on the least visible facade or on a separate structure the um, staff has to review these in a very strict um, term using those standards but it's the historic resources Commission that gets to look and see if this truly damages or encroaches upon or destroys um, the listed property so staff is recommending that you deny the project and make the determination that it will destroy historic property included in the National Register of Historic Places, and in accordance with Chapter 22, deny the Certificate of Appropriateness. And I'd be happy to stand for any questions you may have.
0: I have one clarifying question. On the plan, which way was is north? Um, I couldn't orient myself.
3: Oh, I'm going the wrong way. I'm getting ahead of myself. I'm ready to do the next one. (laughs) Mm -hmm. This is north. This is south. This is Tennessee Street. So these are the panels that would be visible um, if the trees weren't there. I see.
0: Okay. Thank you. Any other questions for Lynn before we move to the applicant? Is the applicant present? Would you like to speak? You don't have to.
9: Uh, My name is Brad King with Cromwell Solar. Uh, We are the installer. Um, We have been in Lawrence a long time. We really appreciate sustaining Lawrence, as well as sustaining the quality of the homes here. Um, On the design here, these were the only three roof faces that would be usable um, because south facing, um, as well as not street facing directly. Um, We felt that this would comply with the rules because of all the mature trees around. Uh, If you're driving on the street, you cannot even see their roof. Um, So we hope that it shows that it's respectful of everybody around them uh, their neighbor also has a big tree that blocks it uh, luckily it's a tall house so they still get plenty of sun to make the solar viable uh, but it really doesn't show up if you are walking except for like maybe one spot halfway down the street you could see something's up on the roof maybe they are all black panels though so they will not stick out um, we work with a lot of roofers to design how we're going to put the panels in so as not to destroy the property so as to make sure that we're not having to redo anything up on the roof that's unnecessary Uh, it'd stay within the roof line uh, so that way it wouldn't be sticking out and showing up uh, and you know hanging over the side or anything
6: could
0: you tell us how they're attached to the roof
9: Yeah, so uh, basically uh, we no longer use the metal flashing pad that used to go up underneath the shingles. Uh, It is now a circular foot that we basically use to drill in and caulk around into the rafters there. So there's no removal of shingles anymore. Uh, It's just sitting on top there. Um, So the racking system is very sleek and less penetrative than they used to be. Uh, There used to be more kind of destruction of roofs, uh, you know, five years previously with solar. Mr. Chair Meyer,
6: and just um, for clarification, are these um, low profile?
9: Yes, yeah, these are all black, uh, about two inch thick Panasonic panels. Uh, They are name brand. We don't use anything besides top tier panels there. Um, They will not, it'd be hard to find them up there, honestly. Um, And then the conduit line for them would also be running through the back of the house uh, down the side of the building um, where you can see the main distribution panel in the picture. So there will be no visible conduit from anywhere except their backyard there. They also have two large oak trees in the backyard that block the view from any places on Ohio Street behind. Um, And so they would not be visible from even the alleyway behind the, the house.
0: Thank you. Any other questions for Mr. Cromwell?
5: I'm just curious, with the trees being there, so how effective can the solar be? If I mean, I know obviously the sun moves, but, but I'm just curious um, how effective it can be. I always think of solar needing to be 100% in the sun
9: all day long. Right, yeah, that's a great question. Uh, the nice thing is that this house is tall, uh, so most of the trees are pretty much right about the house line there uh, so in the winter time uh, when the leaves aren't there and the sun angle is low it'll still be getting plenty of sun there oh, right. and in the summer the sun will be so high up that it will not affect them uh, okay. thanks to the angles there Um luckily the ones in the back of the house too are far enough back that it won't affect the usage of the panels until after 5 p.m so they'll get plenty of peak sun throughout the day
5: so you're saying then that the panels are visible will be visible in the winter
9: when there's no leaves on the trees? It's possible, possible. Uh, because it's they're big, thick trees, so there are big, strong branches. And they there. grow. Yeah. <laughs> so it is definitely possible yeah. in the winter.
4: OK. Well, and I have a question. This is Commissioner Johnson. So how does the the color of the solar panels compare to the color of the roof?
9: Uh, so, yeah, the roof color is a very dark brown, um, so it will Pretty much blend in. Um, they're not light-colored paint, um, shingles. Mm-hmm. Okay. There. Thank you. All right. Thank you.
0: Other public comment?
10: Hi, I'm Chris Berger. Um, my wife and I have uh, this particular house, and originally, the concept of putting solar on was marginal for the location and the way all the the roofs all fit together. So the loss of those four panels really made it really more of a, it would be more of a social statement than a useful statement. So it, it really puts the project, we probably would cancel the project without the panels. The, um, the, the house itself is part of the environment as far as the neighborhood goes, but within the environment of that specific registered house, it's only our garage. Our garage gets better sun than our house does, but we chose not to put any panels on it because it was within that specific, you know, uh, diameter of environs. So our, our original template was limited to the house. Um, to answer your question a little better, Commissioner, the, the, the trees that block the view are in the right of way. So, two tremendous trees that really do block. Uh, any Any visible portion of our house unless you 're coming way down the street and when you come way down the street, what you see is neighbors houses that have uh, the the sunlights on them mm. so you know it, it, that is already here I, I want to point out also these are removable they 're low profile they 're not on any part of the house, which is a, a dominant feature architecturally or for the neighborhood is concerned. It's already on a um, asphalt roof, which, you know, itself is not historical, uh, but it's an accommodation that's been made because technology kind of requires that nowadays. And and just recently, uh, it's been brought to the attention of, of the uh, the city, and they know, um, the, the feds have come out with a, a new policy statement where they're talking not just about what you do with historic preservation, but how that now intermingles with environmental responsibility. And they've published that on August 3rd. Um, It's it's by jurisdiction limited to their 106 reviews, but by their own language. They specifically say that it speaks broadly to non-federal parties, specifically to preservation planners, local governments, and the public and they push forward policy principles that are to be considered as we're in this new interplay of preservation and environmental concern. The the biggest ones are, and it's all public record, um, developing clean energy projects, specifically the smaller scale distributed generation projects such as rooftop solar panels that generate electricity at or near where it will be used, that the public-serving institutions, which is a way of saying local government, should contribute to decarbonization uh, by reusing historic buildings and the spaces for environmental purposes such as these, that, the, that um, local government should incorporate latest technological innovations and should increase flexibility in retrofitting buildings to be more resilient while preserving their historic character as much as possible, that public-serving institutions should start talking more openly about the issues, and should have all their actions rooted in flexibility and creativity. And I think that is exactly, that's the Federal Register, volume 88, number 148, uh, from August 3rd. Uh, And in fact, uh, it it came to the attention of, local groups as well, and I think you have a letter in your packet from Mr. Watkins, where he expresses also the the distinction or the overlap between historical preservation and environmental needs, and that um, with all the other things that the city has done with environmental directives, that that needs to be part of this process too. The feds would now say, yes, that's right. Um, what we've done with our particular house is we have limited where things go. We've, we've limited the impact. Our house is, you know, contributing. It's not very great in that regard, honestly. But it is just kind of what it is and so there's, there's nothing magical about it. Um, but we have the normal kind of variances that exist as technology and needs have developed with asphalt roofs. Uh, we even have double-pane glass, imagine that, right? Mm-hmm. That, that's not really uh, legitimate either, is it? Uh, but we don't have any EFIS, so I'm very, very proud about that, uh, much appreciated. <laughs> we, we would ask that you would approve it um, and allow for this project to go forward, any, if there are any questions. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.
0: Is there any public comment? Additional?
4: And um, do we need separate motions for the certificate of appropriateness and the state law review? Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, I would take a, a stab at a motion okay. if that if there's. Well, if there's some discussion? So, uh, Commissioner
0: yeah. Meyer would like to. Okay.
6: Yeah, this is Commissioner Meyer. Um, I personally am in favor of approving this project um, for both votes. Um, I think this is one of these situations where um, the review of this is too restrictive. Um, I, I don't think it makes a lot of logical sense considering this property and where it's at. Um, I. You know, looking at the staff board, I might want to add we did receive a couple letters about <clears throat> about this also. Um, but I, I mean, if we're really talking about sustainability <clears throat> and and utilizing that um, and making it economically feasible for people, I think Mr. Berger's comment about <clears throat> is this a social statement, or do we want to actually use sustainability in a practical way? Um, then I think we would approve it. <clears throat> <clears throat)> I mean, these are low-profile panels um, to the extent that, uh, you know, solar, I mean, when we're talking about, you know, the the roof and everything else, like, I mean, I don't know what else you can do with with solar panels to make them um, less intrusive or what have you. So um, I I think this is a situation where we need to... uh i guess really make a comment about sustainability i don't think, think that i don't think that in this particular case that it, it that the um some of the considerations and the standards override um override that need so uh, that's where i'm at with that because i want to make it clear before we made a motion
0: <laughs> thank you commissioner meyer um, i also am in favor of this project i think that it aligns very well with some of the other broader city goals of uh, creating a sustainable community and using uh, alternate energy um, sources i believe that the installation will be reversible and that it can be removed from the structure in a way that doesn't damage or destroy that structure um, and when in place, I don't see that it damages or destroys the historic district uh, because it, it is in the same character of color of the roof and um, the slope is mimicking the roof slope. So I don't see that it changes the character of that property, which is a contributing structure to the district, so I, I'm in agreement with Commissioner Meyer.
6: And
7: I'd also just, uh, I know there's a motion about to be made, but I'm in, cl- I'm in favor of this project but would like to just take him for all of the reasons, I won't duplicate what you and uh, Commissioner Meyer just said, but would like to commend staff. I know staff's charge is a very limited purview of the reading. The, perks and drawbacks of this commission is we're allowed to take a step back and weigh in some of those other items. So just wanted to make that compliment to staff on a great report.
0: Yes, thank you.
5: Ditto. And I just wanna add that, yeah, I think our state, state, federal, local, we all need to catch up with the technology and do it fast. Mm
0: -hmm.
5: So thank you for being on the forward side.
4: I think we're ready. OK. Uh, I, would, I would like to move uh, for approval of the certificate of appropriateness in accordance with chapter 22 of the Code of the City of Lawrence. The standards of evaluation find that the proposed project would not significantly encroach on damage or destroy the landmark or its environs and approve the certificate of appropriateness for the proposed project uh, because of the uh, tree cover the uh, slimline nature of the solar panels, uh, the slope of the panels being the same as the roof, the roof color being similar to the color of the panels, and the ability to remove the panels without um, damaging the historic properties. And in keeping with the city's commitment to sustainability, and balancing economy, ecology, and equity.
0: I second. Commissioner Klein? So a motion by Commissioner Johnson and a second by Commissioner Klein. We'll take a roll call vote if there's no discussion. Commissioner Hawley? Aye. Commissioner Johnson? Commissioner Johnson, aye. Commissioner Haynes.
2: Commissioner Haynes, aye.
0: Commissioner Klein. Commissioner Klein, aye. Commissioner Meyer. Commissioner Meyer, aye. And Chair Coleman is an aye. So motion carries. Uh, six ayes and one absent. Thank you.
9: Thank you, very much. Good luck yes, with your, your project.
0: Oh, oh yeah, and we'd need
9: to state do state law review.
0: Can I hear a motion?
4: <laughs>
0: <laughs> we need to separate the two motions because mm-hmm. we have a certificate mm-hmm. of yeah. appropriateness review and uh, state
6: law review. I I can make a motion, Commissioner Meyer. Um, I would move that, in accordance with the Secretary of the Interior Standards, the Standards of Evaluation approve the project, make the determination that the project will not damage or destroy the historic property included in the National Register of Historic Places or the State Register of Historic Places. Uh,
0: Commissioner Klein seconds. Thank you, Commissioner Meyer and Commissioner Klein. We'll take a roll call vote. Commissioner Hawley? Commissioner Johnson. Commissioner Johnson, aye. Commissioner Haynes.
2: Commissioner Haynes, aye.
0: Commissioner Klein. Commissioner Klein, aye. Commissioner Meyer. Uh, Commissioner Meyer, aye. And Chair Coleman is an aye. The motion carries six ayes, one absent. Thank you. Thank you.
7: Mm-hmm. Good luck. Yeah.
0: Next item, number three is DR 2300274. <coughs>
3: This is also an installation of solar panels, but it is just a certificate of appropriateness. The property is 1644 New Hampshire Street, and it's located in the environs of the Edward House House, located at 1646 Massachusetts Street. This shows the property location here outlined in the blue. And the um, darker blue here on the left-hand side of the screen is the House House and the dappled area with this line is the 250 foot environs boundary this is a drawing showing the proposal for the solar panels you'll see the panels here on the roof design This is also a unique project in that um, the applicant looked at possibilities for solar and there really aren't any other possibilities for this property um, to have solar panels and have solar energy. Just quickly looking, this is the front of the house. And this is looking at that corner of New Hampshire and um, 17th Street and this would be, that's the chimney you saw in the drawing and the solar panels would be here. Looking a little closer from the public right of way, the solar panels would be here and here. And then looking back toward the northwest. Again, staff has to look at this in the most strict manner and found that um, the project did not meet the guidelines for certificate of appropriateness, but the commission has the ability to look at all of the extenuating factors and make a determination whether or not the project encroaches on damages or destroys the listed property. On that, I'd be happy to stand for any question you might have. Thank you, was
0: uh, the submittal, did it contain just the the one drawing?
3: Yes, and I believe the applicant's here to answer questions about the actual modules. Wonderful,
0: any other questions for Lynn? No, Um, is applicant present?
11: all right i'm matt luck i'm with kansas solar systems Uh, we're the designer and installer of the proposed solar system Um, similar to the last applicant we we are up against um, um, you know basically there's one spot at this house where we can put solar realistically um, and make it you know have a decent return so it happens to be a very tall house it's a three-story house you know the attic is finished it's got a very you know very tall roof line Um, it does have also some significant trees as you saw um, not totally visible from everywhere on the block I think it's you know there is some obstruction to that view Um, I think it's significant to, to point out first of all I we really support the the purpose of this is we agree that historical environs are important. Uh, I lived in that on Sixteenth and Rhode Island for over ten years, and I appreciate the history of the of that area. I mean, it's a beautiful place. Um, the homes are um, what gives it character, um, and so when we design something, we, we try to do that in a way that will not take away from that. Um, uh, similar to the last applicant, uh, these these panels are flush mounted. Uh, they're all solid black panels, um, low profile, um, and again, it's it's really the only place realistically we can put that. Um, you know, I think uh, to go along with what um, was said earlier. You know, I, I know there's a big push from the federal government and from a lot of citizens to get to um, all renewable energy you know and i i know it, uh, the city as well its ordinance 9744 trying to get to 100 percent renewable energy for the city i think by 2030 and by the You know, for the uh, 2035, I believe. You know, for all residential and you know everybody within the city, and I think uh, trying to find some commonality between historical preservation and also looking to the future and seeing how we can couple these two things and make a win-win situation is is the way we hope uh, we go forward with it. And I'm here to answer any questions you have.
0: Thank you. Any questions for the applicants? representative i guess
5: since we're comparing in a sense you know that you happen to have two proposals similar um um is there a color factor in terms of the the color of the panels uh, in relation to the roof color so it's
11: asphalt? a gray really a gray roof i would say yeah so it's also similar in tone you know a dark darker tones um yeah, I mean, there are spots you could see them from, obviously, you know, but, you know, if you look, but I don't think, I think it's the kind of thing that you might notice the first time you walk down the street, and then they really, it's it's not, obtr- and, you know, it's not kind of in your face. You know? Right, it's, yeah. uh, So I believe it's something that you probably won't notice after you've seen it once or twice.
5: I'm, I'm starting to just imagine, you know, solar panels and all the different colors like your gutters, you know?
11: Sure, yeah.
5: <laughs> Which is ridiculous, I know. I'm just, whatever, yes, got it. <laughs>
0: Any other questions?
7: I like that idea.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yes, well, uh, yes, please. (laughs) Go
12: ahead. Hi, my name is Sarah Goodwin Thiel, and I live at 1644 New Hampshire. So I just wanted to thank you for hearing us tonight. And I first want to say that I very much appreciate the work that the HRC undertakes to recognize, protect, and maintain the historic beauty of our city. On that note, I will say that my husband, David, and I um, chose to move to Lawrence and buy a house here because of its beautiful historic neighborhoods and the rich culture. We have lived at 1644 New Hampshire Street for 31 years and have worked hard to maintain the historic character of our home. Ours is on the corner. It's a traditional white clapboard house and was built in 1910. Mm -hmm. It's surrounded by an original brick sidewalk, which David has relayed and maintained using the original Lawrence, Kansas bricks to keep the sidewalk smooth and safely walkable. In addition to our longstanding commitment to our clean to our historic neighborhood, we are particularly and we are equally com- committed to using clean energy and supporting our Lawrence leaders in their goal to reach the 100% renewable energy in just 12 years or 2035. We've made this commitment for our planet, our city, our newborn grandson. I've got pictures, <laughs> you know, um, and children and people everywhere, really. We hope to give, uh, we hope very much to age in place at 1644 New Hampshire, and solar panels are an important part of our plan to reduce costs and lower our carbon footprint. Our house has only one section of roof where solar panels can be effectively installed. The section is, this section is on the south side of the house and has no trees or barriers of any kind to block the sunlight. The rest of the house is in shade for a good part of each day. I sincerely hope you will reconsider your decision to deny our application to install solar panels. I hope you will be convinced that rather than encroaching on damaging or destroying our lovely home and neighborhood, we are determined to sustain their integrity by working in tandem with you and the city of Lawrence. Thank you very much. Thank you. Any questions for
0: me? Is there any other public comment? Questions or further discussion? I'm in support of this project as Mm -hmm. well. For the same reasons as
5: the previous. Yeah, would you like me to make a motion? Um, I move that in accordance with, uh, I guess not in accordance with chapter 22, the standards of evaluation, evaluation find that the proposed project would not significantly encroach on damage or destroy the landmark or its environment and um, we, I would move approval of the certificate of appropriateness for the proposed
7: project. Seconded.
0: Thank you, Commissioner Klein and Commissioner Hawley. We'll take a roll call vote. Commissioner Hawley? Aye.
2: Commissioner
0: Johnson? Commissioner Johnson, aye. Commissioner Haynes?
2: Commissioner Haynes, aye.
0: Commissioner Klein? Commissioner Klein, aye. Commissioner Meyer? And Chair Coleman is an aye. So that is six uh, ayes and one absent. Motion carries, thank you. Thank you.
8: Thank you so much. Good luck.
0: So now we're moving on to e-miscellaneous items and um, Lynn, I hope you tell us what to do with these because I'm I'm
3: not sure (laughs) what what to do with them. Um, Chapter 22 um, allows the Historic Resources Commission to comment on variances, special use permits and rezonings for the review of their impact on um, listed properties or properties within the environs. You do not have to take a vote or make any comment, but we bring them to you in case you would like to make a comment that would be forwarded to the Planning Commission and City Commission. And the first one is for a variance for 1500 Lenard Avenue. And this one, I don't know if you want to comment or not. It may um, be something you do want to comment on because the variance is to allow for an existing accessory carriage house to be used as an accessory dwelling unit. There's a limitation in the code for the size of an accessory dwelling unit and the existing carriage house exceeds um, that square footage um, requirement so really the variance is to allow an existing carriage house to be used as an accessory dwelling unit and i'd be happy to answer any questions on that one you might have so um i'm
5: still trying to i mean i've read it but i'm trying to remember quickly so is the accessory dwelling livable
3: um, that's part of the plan is to um, the applicant is currently in the process of listing the primary structure in the national register of historic places into rehab yeah. and the um, accessory structure would be a contributing structure to that national register nomination and as part of all this they're going to use the um, state historic rehabilitation tax credits and do rehabilitation on the accessory structure to make it habitable. Right, okay, got it. That's excellent. Yeah, it's use it. Yes.
5: Mm
3: -hmm. Well, and this is Commissioner
4: Johnson. It's on such a large lot, if I'm understanding this correctly, that that makes it unusual as well. Do we have photos here? I can't remember.
3: I do not think there are any photos.
5: Yeah, I didn't. Okay. It's like
7: a Google map. Right. Okay. Yeah, the lot's huge.
4: The lot is yeah, very large. It is. Yeah. So no. It, it's really something. It makes some perfect problem. sense to
0: yeah, to do want this. We would not force a, yeah, a, right. a lot division right. or. Yeah. Right.
4: Yeah. yeah
5: no. I, I think keep it together if we can. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Well, well, I think I've made a comment, but I'll just reiterate to but I think it sounds like a fine uh, idea um, and to keep the lot as large as possible, as long as possible with as much green space and to in, you know uh, make the secondary structure as livable as the primary structure and get it on the re- state register.
0: Mm-hmm. Agreed.
7: Lynn, do we need to make a formal motion? I that would that would
3: be good to make a formal motion and then we can forward that on to the Planning Commission and the City Council. <laughs> awesome. Can I just, I move that what I said? Or do I have to repeat it all? <laughs> I think the motion would be um, to recommend support for the variance application for 1500 Lennard Avenue for the um, size of the accessory dwelling unit. Okay. So I would move approval.
7: Seconded.
0: Thank you, Commissioner Klein and Commissioner Hawley. We'll take a roll call vote on this item. Uh, Commissioner Hawley. Aye. Commissioner Johnson. Commissioner Johnson, aye. Commissioner Haynes.
2: Commissioner Haynes, aye.
0: Commissioner Klein. Commissioner Klein, aye. Commissioner Meyer. She said aye, I could read her lips. (laughs) (laughs) Chair Coleman is an (laughs) aye. Motion passes six uh, with one absence.
3: Six eyes, one absence. Wonderful. The second item you have under miscellaneous items is a rezoning at 211 East 15th Street. Um, This is rezoning of a large vacant parcel of land that's just to the south and east of Oak Hill Cemetery so it falls, a corner of the property falls within that 250 foot environs of Oak Hill Cemetery and it is, the rezoning request is from RS10 which is a residential single dwelling um, district to the proposed zoning is RM 32, which is a multi-family zoning The project's going to have um, several structures on it. Some of them will be for workforce housing, affordable housing, and they, um, the rezoning requests to allow for this project to move forward. This one is very minor. Um, like I said, it just catches the corner of those Oak Hill Cemetery environs. The environs definition for Oak Hill talks about this area maintaining residential character, and so this rezoning would still allow for that area to maintain its residential character. And this is
4: Commissioner Johnson. It there's the question: How does the request conform with the comprehensive plan? It says see attached. And I didn't see anything. Does it conform with the comprehensive plan?
3: It does conform okay. with the comprehensive plan. Oh, and that didn't get attached. I, I apologize. Okay. For that.
0: I also had a hard time finding the address because when I mapped it, it gave me Central Junior High track, which <laughs> I know is not correct. Right. It's on the edge.
5: It's, it's smack on the edge of um, agricultural, as I recall, and right up against the one of the business parks. I forget oh. which. Yeah um I've already heard about this project from various folks around I'm just you know about it I I haven't spoken with anyone personally about it but I've just heard about it and um, this could be the second largest zoning change in the history of Lawrence Um, and from what I've read it's a colossal multiplex apartment complex okay that would um, be that would over, what's the word? Overtake the Brook Creek neighborhood near it, um, as well as the agricultural um, countryside um, that's already there. Um, it's, it's, you know, it's, it's putting, it's putting this um, a monster apartment complex on the edge of the of our, um, at on the east edge of our agricultural area right now. Okay, um, and. Um, So I personally would, um, I don't know if we can do this as a group or not, but I would um, strongly deny the rezoning of this piece of property for the proposed purposes.
0: Because you're worried about the impact on the environs of the historic or
5: not- Well, yeah, of course Oak Hill, absolutely. Oak Hill goes without saying, but I'm also concerned about um, the, you know, they talk about a workforce fa- multifamily development, it's, uh, the language is is not entirely accurate. Um, and I think we have not been, we have not been given enough language um, to um, have a fair um, understanding of it. I think it's been, it's, I don't think this is, this language um, is entirely accurate. And I would not trust it. Um,
0: Moving forward, if there is a proposed development that does fall within the environs of the Oak Hill Cemetery or any other listed property, we would see that development plan and the, isn't that correct? Well,
5: but this is the first step is to rezone. Yes. Mm -hmm. And so the first step is they want to rezone this and there's, I forget how many acres we're talking about here. What is the? 17 or something? I thought it was more than that. I Mm -hmm. thought it was. No, it's just
4: seven yeah. yeah um 17.7 17 acres yeah 17.7 yeah. acres yeah
5: but it's pretty sizable um and uh again in terms of where it's located um so it's like north 1500 road before the... Yeah, it's like can't. on the, the far east side of, of 15th before you get to whatever the business park is.
0: And across from the... And across from
5: Oak Hill.
3: Mm-hmm. Down and from Oak Hill, down the street that, from Oak Hill. It's that very just tiny corner of the environs. Just a tiny corner of the environs touches the property.
5: Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Well, Zoning is their first step. Yes. And learning. it's zoned now is. Ag or no. It's no it's single family right now and they want to make it multifamily.
7: Mm-hmm. Oh. I guess but a question is a po- question. Are is the HRC in a position without a building project to deny I I don't I don't this think that See that's perfect. what
4: I'm not sure it's, no. it's, it's zoned RS10 it's not agriculture
3: Yeah we could, you would not be denying the project you would concern. be making a comment mm-hmm. to the planning commission we can. Yeah you I don't would, have to make a comment if you
5: Well don't. my comment would be to deny the um, change in zoning
4: would be my comment that's Well and this is Commissioner Johnson and it's in conformance with our approved comprehensive plan and, um, and thus, without some other valid reason to deny it, we would be violating our comprehensive plan and, and thus uh, leaving ourselves open to lawsuits for not following our comprehensive plan. Well, to, to not follow the comprehensive plan, we would need to um, amend it first and then reject the rezoning.
5: But see, I think this is where this project is using language in such a way to make you believe they're following the, the, um, the city plan, okay? Um, I, I just think it deserves far more detail and, and far more study and comment at this stage of the game. At this stage, they're asking for a, a, a change in zoning, and I would argue in terms of a comment to the planning commissioners to deny the rezoning. It's like you say, Jay, we're not looking at a building yet. You know, we're not looking at any...
6: Well, listen, listen Chair Meyer, I, I'm just going to give my two cents, which is it's a rezoning issue. I understand that people think it's, um, I mean, it, that this is the first step in doing something else. But, you know, we, we talk a lot about um, density and... Um, uh having you know housing that's affordable and multifamily stuff and so I, I think there'll be lots of reviews about the type of project it is but i personally don't have any objection to the rezoning and i just might want to add where am i muted we can hear <laughs> nope you. we can hear you okay all right i don't know so now it came on that i was muted um so my perspective is we're just giving opinions about this we're not approving it disapproving it giving our opinions and i'm just saying i personally don't have an issue with it but you know i understand that we're all different people
7: yeah and commissioner holly my my just to put out personal opinions i that concerns me as a citizen but i i don't know enough to have a developed thought, one way or the other. So, my preferred action would either be no comment because I don't have enough information. Um, yeah, that 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 would that's my my take. Yeah,
0: I, I agree, Commissioner Holly. I don't feel like I have enough information to make a comment. Um, how the rezoning affects Oak Hill Cemetery, I'm unclear on because I can't see it on a map, so I don't know. Uh, You know, I know a corner is within the environs of Oak Hill Cemetery, but that's all I know. So I don't feel like I can make a comment. I do hope that as a city we can uh, meet our goals on affordable affordable housing and um, a higher density of housing that is attractive to our residents who need it. I don't want to be to be, seen. Mm-hmm. to be seen to be seen yes yes okay
3: um, Lynn do we need to do anything else besides give you those comments uh, no so the comment from the Commission would be no comment then well if we're gonna
5: make a motion I would vote against no comment uh, <laughs> just if, if if we need a vote I guess is what I'm saying do you know what I mean just so we're giving the planning commission some numbers i guess is, is that what we need to do
3: since there's disagreement you could take a vote
5: to comment or not to comment
0: well the yeah i guess the purpose of this discussion is to give the planning commission some ideas to think about in terms of the impact to our historic resources So can we say, well, I don't know mm-hmm. what we want to say. I don't think we can say we have, we recommend denial because I don't well, think that's we what have I'm saying. Enough. I
5: think the motion would be to comment or not to comment is, and then we'd vote on that mm-hmm. and not say what the comment is necessarily.
4: Yeah, this is Commissioner Johnson. Um, if if the rezoning is in keeping with the comprehensive plan, I I would not think it would be wise or legal to say that we would deny something. Um, So if, if others on the commission would want to say something about denial, I would say then that our best bet is a no comment.
5: Do you have any stance on this, Commissioner Haynes?
2: I'm rather confused. <laughs> I'm not sure exactly what we're
5: yeah, this, deciding to
2: Because all,
4: all we're it's looking at is- It's not before us yet. Yeah, yeah, it's not
5: before us. It's not even before the pl- the Planning Commission. All all that this says is we're requesting a zoning change, and oh, we think it meets the, the plan 20, 20, 20, 2040 which we don't know if it does or not.
0: Can we say that we encourage well, the development to or staff the provided re-zoning us it to needs. comply with the comprehensive plan and and
6: all of the things that... Okay. Oh, go ahead, Chair Meyer, or Commissioner. Yeah, I mean, Lynn, we don't have to take any action on this item, do we? I mean, we don't have to yeah. make a formal comment on it. We can just decide not to
4: send anything there.
6: That's correct. Yeah,
4: right. So there you go.
7: None.
4: Done. None. Done. or not done.
6: <laughs> Sorry, I was wondering if we were all overthinking it. Maybe I'm wrong, but anyway.
4: No. We don't got to do nothing.
0: You know, and I think we probably were overthinking it, just thinking, you know, does no comment mean support? <laughs> or not support. Yeah. Can we make just a note to the Planning Commission that we do not feel like we have enough information to make a comment? There you go.
5: I could agree with that.
0: Because I am
5: concerned about Oak Hill, you know, about, about how close it is to Oak Hill. I really am. Um, and and but the situation is, is that most people enter Oak Hill from the west, and this is on the east side.
3: So what information that's not included in the application would you feel necessary?
5: Well, we need all the specifics about how it it fits in with Plan 2040. So far, um, I'm not seeing those. um,
3: Um, It's on the third page, I believe, of the application. The proposed RM32 workforce housing development conforms to the following. Lawrence plan 2040 and then it identifies those sections of 2040 and how it meets right
5: but what I'm saying is we haven't seen the plans that Mm -hmm. that provide evidence that it does these things
3: well plans are not included in part of a reason right I know yeah I know all they have to say is to provide
4: information of selecting a zoning district that fits within the comprehensive plan 2040 and if it does that without amending the comprehensive plan we do not have a legal leg to stand on to say no the planning commission doesn't and the city commission doesn't and if the city commission would like to say no they need to amend the comprehensive plan first, and that is perfectly in their purview. So no we're point. back to We're
12: no back comment. to no comment. That's, yes,
7: that's fine. We just quit talking and adjourn.
4: Right. <laughs> slink, slink off into the night. City commission can watch
7: the Zoom, the YouTube of this. That's
0: All right. So we can adjourn. Perfect. Do you need a second or any
5: voting <laughs> on adjourning? I <laughs> meant that we. Had Let's adjo- adjourn. <laughs> well, I, since we're all by ourselves, sort of.
4: I do.